This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester to Live Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Yes. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester Come on you foxes! Don't ask. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are you? Pissed off? <laughs> I've had a letter. I've had a letter here. 
and it's a letter. I'll just read it out to you. Uh, special delivery it was. And it's actually from Father Christmas himself, St. Nicholas. Dear Chris, at Leicester Till I Die TV, could you please make a request out on your show to any fans of the 19 other clubs to stop writing to me asking for Christmas that they want to play Leicester City every week. Hmm. I think that's how bad it's got. This is Leicester TV. on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Yes, good evening. If you're watching us on Lester Till I Die TV, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you're new to the channel and smash the likes as well, it does mean an awful lot to us. And if you're listening on the podcasts, good evening to you as well. You've probably got the better view because you can listen to me rather than look at me. I want to read you um, because I had last this time um, of the last game, I had a bit of a rant. I was told I was wrong. I think Brad's got a rant coming this week. But I just want to read you three statements. Now, this is what, not me, not a fan, not a Villa fan. This is what the commentators on Sky said about Leicester. Leicester City, a pale shadow of what they were in the first half. Although you could apply that to a, a pale shadow of what we were for the last two seasons. Um, ten, uh, 10 out of the last 15 games, Leicester City, or 10 out, sorry, 10 out of the 15 games that Leicester City have played this season, they've conceded more than one goal. That is the recipe for the bottom half of the table. That's not me speaking. That's not bad speaking, that's independent commentators. We are playing like a bottom half of the table club. And you know what is the most damning? This actually said this, sometimes getting a corner against Leicester is as good as getting a goal. But do you know what happened straight after that? It, the words had hardly finished coming out of his mouth. And Villa scored. Sometimes getting a corner against Leicester City is as good as getting a goal. That's what we have come down to. If you're watching on YouTube, and if you're not, get over there. You can have a vote. I am asking, has Brendan run out of ideas, or has he simply run out of time at Leicester City? Because we're not even treading water. We're not even standing still. We are going backwards. This is Letter Till I Die. This is the post-match show with Chris Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. We'll just go through a few comments before we get Brad and his rant in. Dorco, good evening, sir. What is the difference between the se this season and last season? What has changed? You tell me. Same team. Haven't got rid of any players we didn't want to. Same coaching staff. Supposedly brought better players in. 
and we're a lot... Is shitter a word? We're shitter? I don't know if that's a word or not, but it sums us up. Doug, good evening. Uh, Liverpool fan here. Sorry, lads, but Roger's zonal marking. Uh, he hasn't <laughs> learned his lessons from zonal marking at Liverpool. Same mistakes are happening now for Leicester City. Only a matter of time before they pull the trigger. You've been there with him at Liverpool. You said third season jitters. You might not be too far. David, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Lost for words. To put a fine point on it, we have no real cohesion. You watch the villa. They were passing with ease, even with all of us around them. Even if they don't do anything with it, we are just poor. Uh, David, good evening, sir. How are you? We need to change the captain. We need a new leader. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But then again, I don't like goalkeepers as captain anyway. Um, Doug added, 99 times out of 100, a set piece, a free kick, a corner, will likely result in a goal being conceded because your defence is hopeless. Well, yeah, I mean, it's what we said before. Getting a corner against Leicester is as good as getting a goal. Um, Becom, stop the press. Zonal marking is the new standard. <laughs> yeah, right. Rainy, good evening. How the devil are you? I told you I was right. You must have said that we were going to lose. Um, Facebook user, and end of December, we'll be out of Europe, out of the league, and stuck in mid-table, going nowhere. To be honest with you, mate, maybe at the moment, I'd actually take mid-table. <laughs> I, I don't know. And the thing is, as well, we have got a manager that has been beaten today, as I called it earlier, it was the master versus the pupil. The pupil beat him. The pupil who has had three, well, his experience in the Premier League is three games. And he outthought, outfoxed a manager with the experience or so-called experience of um, Brendan Rodgers. Brad, good evening. Rennie says here, I'm saying Rodgers out. I'm beginning to wonder. That match has just... It's done me, mate. That match has just done me. That match has really, really just done me and my patience today. Uh, Brendan Rogers, this, this statement goes out just to you. Sure, it'll never reach you, so I'm just wasting my time. But hey-ho, for the entertainment of us at home, here I go. We give slack to Colo Torre or the coaching staff for these abysmal, shambolic, disgusting almost inept abilities to defend from any form of set pieces. The book stops with you, mate. Get your head out your arse. Stop saying, oh, this was pre-me. Heard that excuse before. It wasn't me. You know, you're not shaggy. You're not a singer, right? You can't just come out and go, it wasn't me. No, it is you, mate. It is you. You're the reasons that Leicester are becoming predictable. You're the reasons for our success. Thank you very much. You're our reasons for two and a half great seasons. But with success becomes more demand for it and more demand for progression. Maybe you were the man to bring us forward to these successful times. Maybe you're a manager that we'll be forever grateful for having for what you've achieved here at Leicester. But maybe you're not the man to then go and take us past passages new. Because you keep making the same inept decisions with your tactics and your structure that I saw players today, and I will get onto it in my, seg in my segment later on with the tactics. But there was a point in that game where I knew we weren't getting anything from the result. 
and it was about 10 minutes into the second half after Villa called off. And that is not on the players. That is not on the formation. That is on you and your structure of that formation. That is your tactical now being used to the worst of its effect. People can sit here and say injuries. People can sit here and say that, that Evans didn't look great today. People can blame Schmeichel. That's fine. That's fine. There was players that didn't put in the effort at all through the 90 minutes. So some players that let us down with what they do. But the book starts and finishes with Mr. Brendan Rogers. Because he's the one that whether it's 20 minutes before kickoff, Monday, Friday, Monday to Friday, he's the one that's on the training ground, in the ballroom, in the team meetings, in the in the dugout, saying this is what I want us to do if our opponent does opposition does this. There's one damning, damning flaw that says that every side in the entirety of the world has figured out the best way to take the sting out of Leicester. And it's embarrassingly obvious. And your refusal to fix the two big problems is getting beyond the joke, mate. Please, please. I'd never want to manage to end on a sour note. So either sort it out or be prepared for no Brendan Rodgers in 2022 managing Leicester City. Because my opinions on him as a side, I'm still Brendan in right now because I really want him to turn this around for what he's done for the club. But right now, mate, We've seen it with Ranieri. These owners are fantastic, brilliant business mining club and they look after this club. If they feel this club is not being looked after in the right way, in performance-wise by the manager, it does not matter what you've done in the past. That that needs to change. You need to change it or you will not be a manager, whether fans like you or not. You will not be Leicester City manager from 2022 if this continues, whether fans want you in or not. It is irrelevant right now. The way we are playing, it is pathetic. So you kind I'm of almost... agree with me from last game, are you now, Brad? Mate, no, mate. But the thing is, for for for, extra, for even worse, glaring obvious things as well, mate. Not just the set piece marking, but everything else that goes wrong. Because honestly, I'm struggling to look at a game and go, where do we win? Playing like this, because all one team has to do. Is a certain thing, and again, I'll wait for the segment because that's where it belongs. Bringing up because it is a tactical thing. Yeah, but I don't see a quick fix. I'd certainly all the slight confidence I had going into this game and going into you know getting ahead of myself, but thinking, oh well, you know, actually, yeah, if we do win here today as well, Napoli looks good. Now I'm dreading Napoli. I'm thankful we can't go out of Europe altogether. People, you know, so that's the, that's the only. Show. If you're asking me for a positive thing from this game. Uh, at least next Thursday, even if we get smashed 17-0, we won't be out of Europe. But we'll also be in the same European competition that Spurs don't want to be in. So, yeah. hey, hi. Um, I just... <clears throat> Brendan Rodgers admitted the Foxes did not get going in the second half. But we say that... I mean, a game is 90 minutes. Have we had a good 90 minutes this season? No. No. There's not a victory I can speak about where I think we completely dominated for 90 minutes. And maybe not even, you don't even have to dominate for 90 minutes to look good for 90 minutes. You can defensively look good and not give them anything to go out when they have their spells. But we have not had a 90 minutes where we can sit here and discuss it in such a way that we're going, yeah, actually, that was a really good all round performance. We're always talking about something letting it down. I mean, we were lucky 
and you'll, you'll come on to this later, I'm sure. We were lucky not to be 3 1 down, to be honest with you, because, you know, that, that second goal, the, you know, the VAR, I think, came to our rescue, certainly dug us out the shit a little bit. Um, but that the, their winner was the 10th set piece goal we have conceded in the league this season. Now, let's just. It'll I mean, be 20 before the year's out, mate. Sorry? It'll be 20 before the year's out. We've oh, got well, you just wonder where it's going to stop. I mean, we've got Liverpool and Man City, mate. I can see, see us conceding about eight between the two games. I mean, we've conceded 27 goals this season. Um, Watford have got 29. Burnley, who are in the bottom three, have only conceded 21. Newcastle, 30. Norwich, 31. We are joint highest conceding. Um, Goals from set pieces with Crystal Palace. I mean, that's that's how. And no disrespect to Crystal Palace, but we, you know, surely a manager's looking at that and going, "Well, we have a problem at set pieces." Or, or, or does Brendan sort of go home, smoke a joint, and think everything's in a, in a happy Alice in Wonderland world? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Let, let's go through. We've got we've got a lot of comments coming in, as you can imagine. Um, this one, Rennie's saying he was Rogers out, and don't forget if you say if you're watching on YouTube, um, there's um, a vote going on. Is Rogers time up at Leicester? You can just it's a simple yes or no vote. Uh, David uh, Rogers either needs to find a scapegoat and do something drastic, or nothing is going to change, and he will be gone. I would drop Casper. Good evening, it's Lionel Richie from the Eagle-Eyed Football Channel, which is Crystal Palace. How are you doing, Lionel? Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Um, <laughs> you're stuck on me, aren't you? <laughs> See what I did there. Uh, imagine if Rogers goes to Everton, we get Rafa. No, thank you. <laughs> it's bad enough as it is. Uh, no to, Ras- to Rafa, Pellegrini or Gasparini here. Um we need to get Berardi in January window. Rennie wanted uh, Mancini. Scott, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, massively upset with today's result and performance, especially second half. Uh, Rennie agrees with you, Brad. Um, David, lots of blame across the pitch. Luckman is showing us how poor he is. Get rid. Casper's reached his sell-by date. Uh, can't command the penalty area. Danny Ward, please. Uh, Evans is too passive. Um, time to move on. Uh, I think all Leicester players want Rogers out. Well, I don't know. I, I've, I've, that's news on me. I don't think there's any, any uh, uh, upset that I've heard of. Uh, Ashley Little, that's what... Ashley Little, that's if we were lucky, heading for bottom six. Um, Claude Puel, 2.0. I almost fell asleep. Uh, Scott, no, we haven't had a good 90 minutes all season, maybe 50, 60 at most. Uh, our only clean sheet was back in September against Wolves. Uh, I don't like the formation through at the back. Um, Doug, the Liverpool fan says, I'm happy to talk about Rogers' vulnerability from set pieces. I saw the same at Liverpool. It's only going to get worse before it gets better. After Newcastle this weekend, your run is horrendous. Cheers, mate. Thanks for cheering us up. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Um, any predicted 2-1 Villa? Hmm. Um, 
Andrew, good evening, Andrew. How the devil are you? Give Ward a chance and bring a Marty back. Um, somebody said the signings haven't been that good because we signed two defenders and neither of them are getting on the pitch at the moment <laughs> with the injuries we've got. We need a centre-back with power heading. Uh, says Beecrom. David, Nacho is probably going to put in a transfer request soon. I think so. I don't know what Nacho's got to do. I mean, looking at that, looking at that starting lineup, um, Brad, uh, if I can bring it up. I mean, again, I wasn't overly disappointed with that starting lineup. No, I wasn't either. And in the most bizarre way, the first half kind of justified the lineup. It looked more attacking. Uh, people had been questioning Samore alongside Ndidi, feeling that Dewsbury Hall offered us more when he came on against Southampton in midweek. Uh, so he deserved his start. Mm. Daka was happy to see, you know, we knew that Brendan was going to have one eye on Europe with Vardy taking his age into consideration and the amount of games he can probably play. It's the yeah. reason you get the best out of him. Um, but what proceeded in front of me um, after that first half and in regards to our front Ben was I could have been asked the question, did Daka or Vardy play? And honestly, I couldn't have answered the question if I wasn't watching it live. But, Neither of them did anything for that game. Neither did anything for that game. But are they getting the service? Can't I mean, excuse the service. Can't excuse, can't excuse the service. They're, 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 it's tactical. It's tactical. You said it at the start of the season, Chris, and we touched on the point of a play that you compared him to it in terms of how he was used when he was brought by Leicester. Ahmed Musa. Mm. Why are we having a quick, young striker starting against Aston Villa and not standing and causing mayhem between the two Villa centre-backs? Why are we asking him to drift from left to right, to centre, to left to right, to centre? He's no good to us. He's honestly no good to us in them positions. So disrespect to that guy. He's no good to no. us out there. He's no. not his forte. Well, this, this, this happened, obviously, when, when Vardy came... You know, Vardy was brought on for Luckman, who had a poor game, and then Luckman was, like you say, pushed out to the right-hand side. When I saw Vardy was coming on, I thought, great, we're going to go to up front. Which, you yeah. know, with his, and we did, you know, he, he moves, like you say, Decker out to the right wing. I mean... I just, I love Brendan. Like you, like you said, you know, thank you for everything he's done. But there is a point where you've got to say, and we're not Celtic, you know. He, he could have gone on and on forever at Scotland. As long as he was finishing first or second and winning the odd cup, which was always going to with Celtic, he would have had a job for life. But the Premier League is different. And he's he's been outthought today by a guy with three matches worth of Premier League experience. I'd be hanging my head in shame if I was Brendan Rodgers. Oh, I hope he is, to be honest with you, because that was tactical ineptitude from him. And it's not just today, though. The signs that I'll get to later on are signs that, if I can sit here, right, and figure it out, and I'm sure others in the comments will see the board and instantly figure it out, I know where I'm going with it, then why can't Brendan? Why can't he figure it out and see it? 
you know, it's quite a person. You, if you can't notice that problem, then you, you're an ostrich because you clearly have your head buried in the sun. Yes, yeah. I mean, Andrew you know I mean? says here, um, why bring on Natural with four minutes to go? Do you know what? I, I've written down here. Well, I've got five minutes. So I'll give you a minute there. Do the offer at five minutes to go. Brendan, what's the fucking point? Uh -huh. um, Doug, Doug says Harvey Barnes' goal was fantastic. He took it, took it well. Uh, Scott, positive starting lineup. I think Schneichel needs uh, armband taking off him. Um, Rennie B, if we played like this against Napoli, then we're out. Well, we're not out. We know. We're, well, we could be out of the, the of the Europa League. You're quite right. You're quite right there, David. I too was happy with the lineup, other than Luckman. Uh, I was never a Luckman supporter. Or uh, Brighton would have been a better shot. I thought I was going to bring All Brighton on when Luckman was going off. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, Roger said that we needed to get tighter on them. He set us up. To, the thing is with with Roger, I, I said this the other week. He's sounding like. A Steve Bruce is sounding like a manager who's in the bottom three and every week is bringing out the same BS about, yeah, we need to do this, we need to do this. Well, do it. It's simple. You're saying we've got to do what we've got to do, but we're not doing it. Well, that, that's, that's the thing. It's just an absolute complete circus, mate, at the moment. And it's... I... I, I put a comment down and I think it was a reply to you saying I, I don't understand it it's so laughable our mistakes that we keep making you could make a full DVD of got of, of, of gaffes, gaffes and mistakes by Leicester and they take up the entirety of the show you wouldn't need to put any other team in it Premier League gaffes just watch Leicester defend corners for 90 minutes when, when was it Martin Tyler I think was the um, commentator on, on Sky and when he's saying, sometimes getting a corner against Leicester, and he actually said this, sometimes getting a corner against Leicester is as good as a goal. And literally, two seconds later, and I mean, because he was about to take the goal uh, corner kick as he said that, as soon as he said it, boom, it was in the net. And I'm not going to take, um, no way am I going to take... Uh, the injury excuse, because like I have said many, many times, we had more injuries in this last season and we were in the top four at this point. So don't give me any of that ball about, I'm not saying that this is to everybody, not to you, Brad, but don't give me the ball that, oh, well, we need James Justin back, we need Fafana back. We had worse than this last season and we were still in the top four. Them two guys, they're going to have so much pressure on them when they come back because everybody expects that suddenly we're going to be we're going to be Barcelona because you know we've got these two players back and it's going to take them three or four games to get back in. Tackles, right? Here we go. Tackles. Um, Aston Villa made twenty-two in defence. We made sixteen. Our tackle success rate, and this is for a Premier League club that hopes to be in the top four and the Champions League. Our defence rate. Uh, sorry, tackle success rate was 43%. Sorry, 43.8. So give, forgive me for forgetting the eight. Clearances, they made 21. We made 11. It, I just... I just don't... Uh, I, I just don't know where to go with it. I just don't know where to go with it. Like that. Mate, I, I, I'm just sick of it. I'm bored of it. I'm honestly bored of it. 
to the point where I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I'll be touching on the same problems each week with Leicester. I was hoping to do something a bit more enjoyable when it comes to discussing these sort of things, but it's just the same stuff every week. I feel like Groundhog Day every time a match day comes around. <laughs> it's yeah, just... Yeah. I, I'm sick of talking about it, mate. I'm sick of talking about zonal marking being a problem. I'm sick of talking of losing headers. I'm sick of talking about us conceding from corners because I'm sick of fucking seeing it. I've got no more words of sitting on the fence and trying to be the level-headed one for this game, mate, because this one really has really ticked me off. You, you remind really. me so much of me last game. <laughs> and, uh, I, think I've, uh, I think I've pulled you onto my, my side. We had more passes, we had more touches, and we're not doing anything with it. That is the thing, isn't it? We just, when we've got the ball, I mean, the only, only one thing I can say that I was quite pleased with we didn't play it across the back that much this game. I didn't see, I only saw that maybe a few times. So, yeah, but we're still predictable what we're going to do with it. Well, this is the point. This is the point. And, and when, um, how can I say, when, when Vardy was came on and Daka went off, and then it and Acho came on with five minutes to go. It's desperate measures. Look, can't he look back at what we what he did right last season, and say that's what we need to be doing? Which was, hang on, oh, we played two up front. You think that? Apparently not. Mate, again, this show is deja vu for me, and I'm tired. I'm too tired today to to, to, to just try and give an indulgence. Make most of me giving short answers, mate, because I am sick to death of every time Leicester City play, minus the odd game or two, of going, they look slow, they look lethargic, they didn't seem to play too up front. Why are they not doing this? Why? They? And then the same answers coming out of my mouth or yours or people in the comments, it's... Honestly, I'm a, I'm near the end of Groundhog Day. I've pretty much started setting up for when it resets the next day and I have to do it again. I'm just going to start pre-recording myself. Honestly, <laughs> I'm going to start pre-recording it, mate. Um, Doug says here, how long do you give Rogers? That's how long he's willing to give himself, mate. Because we know what Rogers can do if he gives in to his stubborn ways. But if he doesn't do it, he's not going to see in 2020. He's not mm. going to see in 2022, sorry. Because yeah. his stubbornness will cost him his job. He is, he is yeah. good at this, though. He is good at that. I wish somebody yeah. would just throw him a fucking fish and then <laughs> he'll stop it. Um, Mate, go and clip it yourself and just put a fish there so he can just be there clapping because it's going to happen eventually. Um, poll going on on YouTube at the moment. Uh, is Roger's time up at Leicester? Um, 62% of you are saying yes. Um, 38% of you are saying no. That's a bit of a swing round. It started off uh, uh, at the start of the show in favour of him staying. Now, two-thirds of you are saying his time's up, he's got to go. Um, Benny says here, Roger is Ole 2.0. Um, Andrew Medhurst says, What's our defensive coach doing? He's stood it, <laughs> I think he's inside having a brew, isn't he? But I mean, you made this point earlier in fairness to the defensive coach, he's only probably going all over with the defense what Rogers is telling him to, yeah, yeah. So, let, let's face it, 
what if it comes to that time and these results continue, we're going to lose a backroom staff that maybe weren't the issue, but they'll get scapegoated as the issue because they leave with Rogers. Mm. It, 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 this is the problem when when it happens, when the day comes or does come, if it comes in this manner, then people are going to go, yeah, see, the issue's gone. Especially if Leicester go out uh, and have that 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 psychological effect of, of not being under a manager and, and free reign, that they they suddenly win the, the game if that happens. You see it a lot in football. But it wouldn't be surprised me if that happens and then it rolls on and then someone else comes in and keeps the rest of the backroom staff together, but it has to bring in a few more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, sunshine and rain again. But I don't want it to come to that. That's the annoying thing. I really don't want it to come to like that. I would like a manager to be here for a few seasons and more than just a few seasons, sorry, and actually know what he's doing once the, the stuff gets going and how to change things. B. Crom says here, um, hire Hooth or Morgan to coach set pieces. Well, but it wouldn't matter if the manager's telling him how he wants some coach. That's the big exactly. issue, mate. That's what I mean. I understand where he's coming from. I, I wouldn't really mind someone like that coming in. But if they're going to get told, if they're going to get told, yeah, don't worry, this don't change. Just memorise the first day. That's pretty much all we do here. He's going to be like, well, or why bring me in as an extra defensive coach if you're not going to yeah. change anything? Yeah. I mean, when, when I was having my rant last week, um, you said to me, Chris, we're only uh, two or three points off off the top six. Um, <laughs> a few more now. Um, with their Leicester in 11th place with 19 points. Um, we are now five points off the top six. Um, Arsenal have got a game in hand tomorrow, so it could be even more. Uh, off the top seven. I mean, it's it's not getting any better with the table, is it? No, and unfortunately, the result was really the re- the performance and the result is the most clinical thing out of these last three games. Because I turned around and said to you, didn't I have to draw against Southampton? Beat Bill, everybody back to normal, it'd be all right. Mm. And the performance. Notably, the second half performance. Let's get the first half in straight. It kind of did show the con, the, the pro to the way Leicester go about business um, when they play you in a four-three-three. Um, but it's just the second half was just horrendous to watch, and it's just put the last two games furthest back now because I like to work in groups of two and then look at the next game, whether it's a cup game or not. And I'm going to Napoli going we got one point out of six. And we played badly in that game. And we've got to go to Napoli. So they won't have the crowd at the King Power behind them. They will have Italians screaming for Putting, setting off flares, throwing stuff onto the pitches, being loud, being imposing. A Napoli team that's currently sat third in a group, but we also sat bottom and went to the top with things that happened on game week five. And I can see us getting slaughtered right now, mate. I could honestly, there's only one result going to happen in, and it's going to be Leicester City will not score, but Napoli will get a hatful. And that really pisses me off to say that because we should not be sat here saying that about this club 
we should be sat here fighting our chances in game week six against Napoli being top of the group. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we just said we are currently this season, we played 15 games. We're sat in 11th with 19 points, minus four goal difference, conceded 27. Roll it back 12 months and we played 15 games. We were sat in third. We had 28 points. We'd lost five, which, you know, it, you know, it was a lot. But we'd only conceded 19. We had a goal difference of plus nine. It's, it's not so much like, you know, a, a trip. It, it, it's a huge rat down a drain pipe um, going down that table, isn't it? It's stark contrast, mate, isn't it, to read? It's... Doesn't make today any brighter, does it? In fact, it's just made me feel a bit worse, if I'm honest, about the whole aspect of where we are. Um, and I just don't know, mate. I just, honestly, I'm just unusually I'm lost for words on this on this one because I just feel like, like I said, I'm not. I know I was joking, but honestly, we could record this, keep this recorded, Chris, and just you edit in the name of Napoli. Or Newcastle, or whoever it is, yes, we've got next in what order and whatnot, and just replay this back, and people wouldn't know. Just edit a kit over us, what we're wearing on the day, so people don't think we're wearing the same kit every every video. We know <laughs> we'll probably know the difference because we're making this every week. I think, um, I think we should say that this has got to be played, and it was never as true as this. Frozen mind, are you not speaking? What's going on? Oh, am I am I working for you? Can anybody else? Am I am I working for everybody in the chat? Because Brad froze. Then tell me if I've frozen. Um, Scott said he would give um, Rogers Thursday night and then get rid regardless of the outcome. Uh, Luca, good evening. Um, just saw the score. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. Um, Rene, I think James Justin, Yuri will be back on Thursday against Napoli. It's a big ask for James Justin if he is brought back, and that's our first uh, his first game back, and it's a, a must-win European um, Europa League game. Uh, oh, so Casper is injured. Breaking news, is he? Um. You know what? Then maybe you know Ward will come in, and Ward will will get his chance. Um, I ha I haven't seen that yet, um, uh, Michael. But uh, but thanks very much. Let, I'm just trying to see if I can bring that news up at all. Uh, maybe Brad. I don't know if Brad can see it at all. But um, but let, but if he is um, injured, then it will give Ward his chance. And Kit, good evening, sir. Chelsea fan, how are you? Um, welcome back, Brad. Um, Lucas, life, yeah, mate. Yeah. I'm going to give you this one. Chris, trust Leicester's process. I'm going to give you that, mate. You're an Arsenal fan. You took the stick off me when I was saying uh, Arteta's process. Uh, hey, it's working for you though, so I, I will give you that one. There's not I can say. Uh, Devils United, Maisie, hello. How the devil are you? Uh, happy, I would guess. First, uh, first uh, manager, first win for your new manager, Wreck It Ralph. Um, 
Rene, uh, Stevie G was world-class manager, or is a world-class manager. Well, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit early to say. I think it's a really a bit early to say that. He managed... He managed um, Lin, uh, managed Lin, he managed Rangers in a in a poor uh, Scottish league, and and he's he's only had four games in this one. So I think world class is a bit a bit over the top. Um, Napoli will win two nil. No, I can, maybe we can't argue. I've watched so much mediocrity, says David S. This season with Leicester, that I honestly don't know where we stay. I think quite possibly our formation is the issue. We play with no ideas of what we want to do. Dorco, if you think that JJ and Fafana coming back are going to cure all the Leicester problems, you must be deluded. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you, Dorco. Uh, Scott, honest opinion, what do you bring in if Rogers is sacked tonight? I don't think he'll be sacked tonight, to be honest with you, but I'll be honest with you, we were in the same position, I think, as Watford were when they sacked their manager. Um, only four points behind as Leicester are. We will lose Everton tomorrow, so ain't in world. Uh, Rene, I'm just annoying losing game day by day. Uh, Michael says, I'm working. <laughs> Thank you. Um, even Castagna looks out of ideas. He's not the man that, he's not the man that we, we had before the injury, is he? You know, um, Brad, Brad has gone. <laughs> Brad, I mean, Brad went in the first minute, I think. <laughs> um, Brad is freezing. Uh, yeah. Lester Mercury flashed up about Leach. Michael is injured, Brad. I think Brad's frozen again. Brad? Hello? Is it me you're looking for? Can't hear you, Brad. Mate, I'm I'm unbelievably, mate, I'm unbelievably behind. My connection's doing my head in. I'm catching up to things, so I don't know where you're at or what you're asking me right now. I probably said hi to about three different people. What about Casper's oh, injury? Fucking internet. <laughs> oh well, we, we we've lost Brad again. There, bless him. I think he's a little bit annoyed. <laughs> I think it's worse when your team's lost and then, uh, then the internet's not working. Let's just get Leicester Mercury up and let's just see um, what what it's saying about uh, about Casper. Um, I can't. I can't see it. I can't see it. Um, it is a good. The, the good question though, there somebody asked was sort of if we do get rid of uh, Rogers and. Who do we replace him with? Who would you want? Let's ask it because, you know, and don't, you know, let's not come up with silly names that we know won't come. You know, you could go and say this manager or this manager when they're not going to come. But who would you think that, that would possibly come um, that, that would take his over? <laughs> Has Brad been sacked? Asked Orko. No, he, no, he has not been sacked, bless him, but uh, he is struggling. Um, what... <sighs> Leicester, and this is this is from the Leicester Mercury here. Uh, Leicester City fans fume at Brendan Rodgers after Aston Villa defeat. Uh, City supporters have vented their frustration at Brendan Rodgers. Um, let's have a look at what some of them say here. Uh, when when the commentator says that a corner against us is worth a goal, <laughs> how is it that our management then can't see this? That is very true. Um, these, I'm just reading out now comments that are on the uh, Leicester City, um, uh, Leicester Mercury website. 
positives, uh, Matty says, Matty Williams. However, was that going forward? We look good. Barnes good. KDH and Madders good. Daka good. But this can't continue. Best squad we've had for years, and we're wasting it at Leicester. Let's just see if Brad is back and working with us. Good evening, Brad. Yeah, I'm having an absolute nightmare with my internet. Uh, you kept slowing down. I kept kept speeding up and catching up. So I apologize if you had a few expletives in there, and people were wondering why I was saying hi to the likes of Ankit, Amazing, everybody else, about 10 minutes after the comment came up. <laughs> my internet. I did. I did wonder. I'm just going through a few comments of fans because the Leicester City, Leicester Mercury, sorry, uh, website. Uh, one of the headlines is Leicester City fans fume at Brendan Rodgers after Villa defeat. Um, Rizwan, lose on Thursday and that's the season over for me. He won't be doing anything to stop the rot in the league. Russ says, sorry, Rodgers, but you have to look at yourself today and agree that wasn't good enough. Um, so there's, no, um, well, there's a few more here. Slow, week, poor set pieces, ninth to every second ball, backwards, sideways, and this isn't a one-off. We're so much better. Lee Smart's run show has to be dropped. Another 60 minutes of nothing from Luckman. Uh, our top score from last season came on after 85 minutes. Aidan James, shocking, can't defend a set piece to save our lives. Rogers' organisation skills are absolutely non-existent, says Gavin. And Louis says, absolute shocking. The second half was terrible. I was going to ask you this just before you, uh, you had your internet problems. Um, is Does Brendan have his favourites? It's been said many times this, but, you know, what's a Marty done wrong not to be in the back there? What has, you know, um, you know, what's Nacho done? You know, Nacho, what's he done? Wow. You know, to, to upset him. He does seem to have his favourites. And I accept Perez isn't playing as much as he was, but he does have his favourites. Yeah, he does. But Leicester fans have their favourites. Other managers have their favourites. And at the end of the day, whether it's, he, he's not right, but managers are going to have players that they're willing to stick out more because maybe they go, yeah, you you two or three or maybe even five players really stand out for me in the training ground. You're the ones I see the most creativity from. They're favourites for a reason. It's not really a term I like, but, you know, it, it's easy when we sit here because, you know, you've just named some players that were also very easy to praise ourselves, but very easy to criticise when they do even the minutest of things wrong because we expect so much of them, you know people were probably jumping on the fact that Harvey Barnes went from the most impressive man on the field to the most non-existent man on the field in the space of over 90 minutes. Let's be honest. But they're mm -hmm. favourites for a reason. And I'm going to use the word because that's the word that seems to crop up when we talk about players like this. Um, because um, purely of the fact that um, they obviously do something in greater numbers or in greater effort in training than, than others or they're just not set for that system because when we mm. have played two up front we have seen Vardy partnered with Nacho or Daka partnered with Nacho, we've not seen Daka and Vardy too much together as a, as, as a team apart from today and let's face it, if you're going to stick one of them out on right wing in the weirdest sort of way, even though there's not much difference with him, I'd rather see that um, Dakar out there than Nacho coming on if that's the job that, that's getting entailed to him. It's a bit ridiculous to, to be perfectly honest with you. The, 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 the system didn't change but again, 
Um, I'll touch on that 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 later on because it's just a problem. It's just a it's just a Brendan Rogers problem. It's not a squad problem. And there's a few comments that if I was in them players' shoes, that people have been saying maybe they'll be looking for another club or wouldn't want to come here. I'm very inclined to agree with them because um, there's just some 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 players must be sat on that bench or you know out on loan going. If that's what they're doing, why aren't I getting a look in? Mm. If that's what we're capable of, why aren't I getting a look in? And, you know, that that's just the way it is at the moment. Um, I can't comfort. I'm trying to... It's because my signal's so bad at the window. I'll tell you what, let's just, uh, let's just have a test of Brad's internet uh, signal, shall we? See if... Uh, testing, testing, testing. Good evening, ladies and concert tonight. <laughs> Albert, back to the room. I keep going. Oh, I mean, I keep on fighting close. Yeah, pretty much, mate. <laughs> I've had to move myself from the window and not sitting on the bed, so I'm in some horrible positions down here. We'll talk about January transfers um, towards the end of the show because there's some news on those. But um, <laughs> this is your 10 minutes. You're going to explain to us what we need to do. Uh, hello, everybody. Well, I'm going to try and come up with all the equations that Brendan Rogers can't seem to see in front of him and explain to you, whilst I try and get that position so you can see it all, the board is uh, well less to keep getting it wrong. So you can already see I'm pretty set up for this and I'm just going to explain it. This is why I think it's embarrassing and predictable why less to get things wrong on a regular basis and not just against Aston Villa. So... Obviously, you can see I'm still waiting on the coloured magnets to turn up the all blue ones to make it a bit easier to define Leicester and Villa for you. But I've written it here. So this is the Leicester defensive line and this is the Villa, uh, well, yeah, the press, the Villa press of attack. Here. And in the first half, the gap between them was a steady five yards. And that's what played into Leicester's hands because what that allowed for Leicester to do was have these players in the little pockets of gaps and they were able to play the easy passes to these players in the pockets of gaps to the left or right of them because they were tight. They were pressing Leicester, not too, not too pressing, not right in the face pressing, but a very decent press. But again, with that five-yard gap, that allowed Leicester's defence, with line of three, which it always stayed, even though it was a back line of four, allowed them to press. Exactly like that, which played, again, like I said, into Leicester's hands, whether it's Castagne picking up here, whether it's indeed E. Dewsbury Hall, or, or if it was um, Thomas or Barnes and Lutman, etc. in there. And that is something that really, really annoyed only one manager, and that was Steven Gerrard, because it was like they forgot to not sit so high up the line. Because after that first 10 minutes with Villa snuck themselves into the lead, and I am just, just, just to clarify, I am now switching over to less the second half. And the biggest difference was, is Villa 
played with the highest intensity, got in behind, got themselves in front in the game, and then reverted back. They didn't drop back to these five-yard um, areas. They actually left a good, solid 10-yard gap between still Leicester's defensive line, but their pressing line. They dropped off a bit. So, with the information that I've just laid on to you, I will quickly get rid of this. I might just leave a few titles up so I can get through it quicker for you guys. Because this pen eraser is small and doesn't clear the board that well, as you can see. But, so, what, did that, what does that mean? Something that's predictable about Leicester this season is they can have things that Leicester like. High press, very high press. Because a quick ball out means that the entirety of the midfield area is exposed because the high press, and this is opposition counters I'm putting down here, a high press in Leicester to here. And if they wiggle out of it for a ball from a Leicester player here, they then have the entire freedom of the park to go forward. The problem with that is, is teams have figured that out. And we said this at the start of the season and it's becoming more and more of a problem because they're figuring more and more stages of the Leicester 4-3-3 out because it is painfully obvious. Because when Villa gathers that five yards on there, not so much with a midfield press, but they were again only five yards behind that midfield. Leicester were afforded to a degree because it made them narrow, matches man for man on a five-yard, three-man press. It allowed us a bit of width for the likes of Castagne, Barnes and Lutman and Thomas. It allowed a Dewsbury Horn and Didi to pick it up. And it allowed a James Madison to sit just behind that press, which meant Leicester could afford them simple. And if you watch their training ground videos, apologies that you haven't been able to see them lines up there. Um, if you watch Leicester's training ground videos, they work on five-yard passing. They work on five-yard passing. No gap bigger than five yards between the play. But the thing they're never preparing for is that 10-yard sit-back, cautious approach that teams, and that is of any level, whether it's Chelsea, whether it's Brighton, whether it's Norwich, it doesn't matter, and especially so today with Villa, because the biggest problem we had was when Villa switched it to a cautious three-man press. Because Leicester then all of a sudden had the ball and were like, um, what do we do here? That's really poorly drawn. Braslow to draw, that would help. That's supposed to be a question mark. I can't draw question marks, get on with it. It was a question. It was a I don't know zone. Because Luke Thomas, sorry, Luke Thomas, Castagne and Didi, Dewsbury Hall, never changed their role. They followed the press. If the press went forward, they followed it. If the press went back, they followed it. And all of a sudden, whoever it was dropping back into the role of three, but Castagne, if it was on this side, just for argument's sake, Evans and Soyuncu had no one near them, but they had no one near them in any, any shirt. Just so you can see the third man press there above the subscribe button. Do hit it, by the way, the subscribe button. Um, but they had no one. That essentially meant that between Sayuncu or Evans, there was a whopping 15 yards, I would say, easy. 
50. I'm right, I'm left handed, do apologize. 15 yard gap, and that meant essentially that Evans, Sancho, Castagne had very little options to either play a killer 30 to 15 yard pass or attack them and practically gift it, hand it on a silver platter for the player stood in that area. That was it. It was either run it and pass at them or make the 15-yard pass. And Leicester can't do it. Leicester can't do it. Leicester lose the ball so much in them conditions that it's unreal. That that I don't have to draw this for defence, midfield and attack. It works exactly the same. If that is Madison, Tillemans and, and Didi, and that's Barnes, Vardy and Lutman, it is exactly the same. It makes no ounce of difference because the press and line from us and our, and our opponents became the same. Southampton did it when it was two all. Watford tried to do it in the snow, and that's why we won that game. It seemed really more and more obvious. And Villa did it today. And that is where we are really losing it. People could say there's other things in there, and we've touched on it enough. I'm not going through Granock Day with our zone of marking. Get it to man marking. Get numbers in the box. Sort it the fuck out. Try not to swear at that. But that's why I really want to touch on. When Leicester were forced by Villa to have that space, it was like all oh, hell broke loose. They did not know what to do. They only knew pass ball five yards, pass ball five yards. It did not compute, does not compute, does not compute. That's why we kept losing the ball in dangerous thirds in the second half. That's why every time Leicester got forward, it was... And again, imagine this in an attacking sense. Let's say Villa are inside their own box. Right? Leicester's attacking front was there. Very narrow. Our attack was narrow. So guess what we didn't have? We didn't have anyone down here. We didn't have anyone down here. We didn't have four, five, six bodies making Villa have another two, three defenders in there to get the numbers and to put the ball in the box. We was, oh, well, we've got all the space and no one to pass it to. We've got nowhere to go with it. Um, uh, okay, Vardy run on to that. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Your opinions on Tanya Tyrone Mings can take a back seat for a moment. He plays for England and he kept, he kept Dakar and Vardy out of the game. Now, honestly, if I didn't watch the sodding thing, I wouldn't know either one of them played. How can you tell me it's acceptable to have absolutely zero clue throughout your team and your backroom training to not make a pass more than 10 yards? Because the only man that seems to know what he's doing with it, and it worked only once because a Watford defender ducked over the last three games, is Johnny Soddy Evans. Mate, I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it that if I can see that problem, that I'm an experienced manager can't get him and his backroom staff to do that. That's where Leicester keep losing it. The big glaring problem is that. Honestly, shout out there, with it, especially with the last one on Pratt. It needs to be stop matching your opponents and start making them match you. I cannot stress it enough. I, I cannot stress enough that we cannot go through the remainder of Brendan Rodgers' tenure not knowing how to cope when we need to make a 15, 20, 20-yard 20 pass. I understand that I need to calm down, but I'm just at that point, <laughs> Rene, when I'm exerting my energy and I'm getting so frustrated of, of sitting here every, home, every game we do, trying to do this in, a, in the most natural manner that if I can see this week in, week out, and you guys can see this week in, week out, why are we learning five-yard passes if we can't adapt to 15-yard passes? 
Can I just say, Brad, I, I wish there was somebody on the side of the pitch during matches that was as passionate as you are. Oh, thank you, mate. Because and I, want, I just want to um, oh bugger off. Leicester Mercury website is uh, uh, a load of um, piss. I'll tell you. Right, can I just show you this? Um, this is this is one of the pictures from the match today, right? And as always, Brad, thank you for that. You uh, you summed it up absolutely brilliantly. Uh, like I say, I wish uh, I wish somebody else showed the passion and knowledge that you do on that. But I just want to uh, I just want to share you with this. Um, and then I, if if it works, he says, of course, it's if anything were everything works. To me, right? To me, this picture sums it all up. Go on, mate. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to get it to to come over. There we go. Two managers on the sideline. One of them is three games into his Premier League career. The other one has had about six seasons at Premier League. One of them is shouting at his players to do something. The other one is personating uh, Sally the Seal and clapping his hands. D to me, that, that sums Brendan up. It does, unfortunately. And, you know, you can be on the fence on your opinion on whether a manager should... I, I personally go for a mixed bag. I think there's the right times I needed to be ranting and raving and throwing stuff around the locker room. There's yeah. right times to be encouraging your team and giving them a show of support when you can see certain things aren't clicking for them and are getting frustrated. Brendan Rodgers is exactly like his persistence with his tactics and his, and his inability to change up our defensive formation, mate. It's the same damn thing every yeah. day. Oh, same I, don't, I don't necessarily want him to be doing, you know, become the new Martin O'Neill and jumping about, although that would be nice to see some passion in yeah. But just that, oh, I never see him really directing the players. No, no, I don't you see know, any command. The only time I see anything is if there's a if there's a free kick and somebody runs over for a quick drink of water. Yeah, and that's just no good. That's just no, no. good to the team. That's no. just no good to the Dorco players. Here because... saying, cashing on Indeedy and Acho and Samare now before it's too late. Uh, send Luckman back to Damari Gray was better. Ooh, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, hey, David, I, says, I might have lost my temper, but there's no need to lose your head that much. Come on now, <laughs> give your head a wobble, as they say. I yeah. say, give Hamza a shot and um, bench indeed. He looks out of sea, all out at sea too often. Um, David says, I agree with what Brad was saying. With the speed of Dakar and Vardy, we need to play the ball in behind them and let them run away. Um, Rennie says, sell Yannick, Ryan and Luckman. <laughs> Would you rather play for a nice guy or an a-hole, says Dorco. I don't, I don't think Gerard is an a-hole. I don't think Martin O'Neill was an a-hole. I just think you need a, play, a manager that can uh, get some tactics right. And, um, I mean, you know, we, yes, we won the FA Cup with VAR. Yes, we yeah, won the, 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 champion, the um, English Super Cup, a.k.a. Community Shield, thanks to an 89th-minute penalty. So the, the, And that was against the Man City youth team, in fairness. It wasn't really a, even a full-strength Man City team. So, yes, he's brought us success, 
on a knife edge. They could have gone either way, but we've won the games. It's in the record books. But like I say, I expect a team to at least stand still, if nothing, you know, if not move forward. And all you're doing, Brendan, at the moment is you're not even treading water. You're going backwards. Um, so, and a nice guy doesn't always win you things, Dorco. You know, a nice guy, whilst they're very nice, might not be a winner. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Farker at uh, Norwich was a nice guy. Didn't get them very far though, did it? So let's have a look at. Uh, are you still there, Brad? Brad may have gone. Brad may have. Yes, gone. I am still there. Sorry, oh. mate. I'm just dealing with something right now. Okay. Um, I'm s- so still right here. Sorry, my, my phone's just been a bit meh. That's okay. So, I mean, we've got a lot of games coming up here in the next month. But first of all, let's have a look at the stats. And I was very interested to see what Alan was going to come out with. Because when he was at Southampton midweek, he virtually asked me. I was there as well for the first time at a live match this season. And I actually totally got it spot on with him, give or take a point. So I was like, interesting to see what he was going to come out with here. And again, to be honest with you, I think he's probably got it spot on. Um, Dakar, I thought, had had a good game um, until he was shoved out on the right when he, he, he wasn't his position anyway. Uh, the team, they were okay in the first half, so maybe six. Yeah, that, that's probably not so far off. And the manager, you could almost say it's generous with three, but um, I, think, I think that's an, a fair overall assessment, Brad. Do you? Honestly, the fact that we had the better of the first half is probably the only reason he got a three. To be perfectly honest mm. with you, I couldn't be command of the match. I'll be honest with you. I stand by what I said. I know it's not his fault, but Dakar, to me, man of the match, uh, I feel like that was just drawn out of about five or six players because, let's be frank, I didn't really see him on the ball too much. And again, that's not his fault because he was moved out of position, but I'm saying that's very difficult to pick a man of the match like game. Um... And going back to that comparison of manager, when Kieran Jewsbury Hall had that chance, and I'm going to try and put my phone on the window so I hope that the signal doesn't cut out like it has been. Give me a minute. This. I'm over the professional. I'm over the professional. Um, no, but again, going back to the pitch that you just put up and the, the comments that made up Brendan and the difference from Brendan and Gerard, right? Two reactions that happened. Matty Cash had a shot when there was a when Villa were just starting to build uh, an attack. Matty Cut, I believe it was, had a shot. Had a shot. That, that's 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 getting edited out, isn't it? That's getting YouTube. <laughs> had a that, shot. That, that's probably that's probably how much time he had on the ball that he could have that <laughs> and carry on playing. <laughs> and that that's he flipped. I can tell you now. Well, I know that is right. Isn't it just? He had a shot. That went harmless over the bar, and Stephen Gerald was apoplectic on that sideline. We was, I can't remember the score at the point, but I think it was in the second half. And Kieran Jewsbury Hall had a shot from the edge of the box, and it went miles over. It went miles over. They're the moments where I agree with you, Chris. I would like to see a manager there just going, no, in that position, do not shoot. We are not 3-1 up. 
We are not winning this game comfortably. We are not in the 94th minute trying to kill time. We are chasing the game. We are level or behind in this game. I do not need on our rare attacks that we were getting at that point, you shooting from 25 yards out, hoping to rip out the top corner. I would rather him play the ball to Lukeman and keep the chance going. That was ridiculous. Stop doing that. I'd rather see a manager go through that whole process with his emotions sometimes than... I've seen more enthusiasm when the Queen does that. <laughs> yes. It, it's getting on my nerves, mate. I want to see it. I actually want to see a bit of passion from him. I've come to that side of the fence, mate, where I've gone, yes. Now I want to see a bit more of a drive and a passion from him. And not just in putting his arm round player in that sense. and putting Because I bet he was come out in his press conference and gone, oh, we, we were very slow to react in, this, in, in, in the second half. And, and we created the chances, but it's, it's just one of them. And I'm supposed he's gone on to say they're all beautiful human beings and they need to be more switched on from a set piece, but they can't be less switched on because if they are, then they'd concede every corner. I, I, I don't, I, I'd like a manager to come out and people might have a go at it. You know, people seem to moan about it against a serial winner and Jose Marino, which still makes me chuckle. Um, but sometimes I think the players know and they need to hear their manager going, that is unacceptable. Mm. You know, sometimes a player goes in there and knows they've had a bad game. And whether we say, oh, well, you know, you can't just sit there if a manager's having a go at you for doing something wrong work and go, oh, well, I know that, so don't shout at me. Don't do that. No, you're going, you know, I need, I deserve this. I've had a real, it's all my, this is hands on me. I didn't do this or we didn't do this as a unit. And the manager sometimes has to give you that kick up the arse. You go, yeah, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that in the weirdest way because I need somebody there to give me a kick up the arse that's going to tell me that wasn't good enough, not tell me to keep trying harder and get up and keep going again. I need that done said with a bit of passion. Looking, I'm just looking here at January now because uh, obviously it's not so far off. Um <sighs> City's qualification for Europe in the new year could have an impact on their January transfer plans. The win over Warsaw guaranteed Rogers men a place in the, at least the Conference League. Um, so that stage, clubs can add up to three new faces. And I guess it, it's the money as well. So that's going to add a little bit of extra pressure on next week as well. But Berardi and a lot of people, including Rene here, saying, uh, would you have Berardi over uh, Luckman? Um, Leicester City have received a potential boost for any January January move for Saluso winger Dominico Berardi. I hope he's signing because it's one I can pronounce. Uh, City were heavily linked with the international in the summer, but instead moved for Luckman. Should City reignite their interest in next month's window, then reports in Italy suggest that Saluso may be more willing to do business and may even reduce their asking price from £35 million to £21 do we need him? It's hard to tell because, yeah, Luckman didn't have his great game today, but for the majority of that second half, nobody had a great game in the Leicester team colours. So I've seen bits of Vardy. God, my mate, my heads are all over the place. This text, this this whole thing is just a mess for me today, I tell you. 
Um, I've completely lost. Luke has played well at that point, so let's not forget that. Mm. Um, so, can you really just put all the emphasis on Lutman having a bad game being the reason that he's, you know, that he's not performing well every week? We have seen enough at Lutman. I mean, he's got assists. He finally got yeah. goal in the league. He has got goals for us throughout competitions, and he has turned up. But what does that say to any new signing? or Loney that we get in, if after six months it's, oh, we'll kick them to the curb, we'll spend the 21 million that we weren't sure about on you by replacing you. I don't think that does anything good to the squad. In fact, could I add a detrimental effect because his positioning sometimes is very eye-catching to watch. You see him in a position where you think, if that, you actually look at it and go, actually, I didn't notice that, but has that ball not got that touch off so-and-so, the defender? Lutman had a tap in, so I wouldn't say that's the area of concern. No, um, I, I would also agree that you know it, it's hard to play well in a team that isn't. I mean, you know, you could say you know, we, we haven't got a David Beckham who who can who carry yeah. a team on his own, uh, and if the whole team isn't playing well, then you can't expect Lutman to play well. And you know, you, you've got to say. You know, he is he being watched a little bit more, a bit more critical of him because he is the you know the new you know a, a potential signing. So I suppose it's natural. But of the signings, I mean, you know, I think Vestergaard was a mistake. Uh, I'm beginning to think the same with with Bertrand. Um, I thought he was he was going to be a good signing with his experience and and bring Thomas through, but maybe Thomas doesn't even need him. But I think the other signings, Daka, Sumare, uh, etc., I think they've been two good signings that, given time, will come through. We're not going to get excellence from the word go. Um, I don't think Berardi, on his own, is going to come round and turn our season round. It's like saying if we get Fafana and um, James Justin back, all is going to be fine in the garden, but it isn't. No, it's not. And and I think we're I think in injuries of hit um that um And he's frozen again, I do believe. Um you freezing, man. Brad Agent and we Poxy cat <laughs> it happened again. <laughs> I'm just going off camera, mate. It's pissing me off. It's pissing me off. I'm going okay. off camera. I'm not in the mood. Yeah, um, okay, I, I, think we're, I think what we're actually seeing with Vestergaard, and I do feel a bit sorry for Vestergaard because he's just come in and had his confidence shattered from the moment. Get go. He wasn't a popular choice of signing. Um, but I think we're seeing that they were brought in for exactly what they were. We wanted an extra number for the next six to eight months because we've got bigger, better players out injured at the moment. Um, just purely on the basis of the fact that even though it's going wrong for us at the back, they still haven't made their way into the eleven. We haven't seen Thomas get dropped to Bertrand. We haven't seen Soyuncu get or Evans get replaced by... Uh, Vestergaard, we've actually seen if it's needed, uh, you know, and even when that third centre-back's been the option for Brendan, he's chosen Amati, and rightly so, Amati deserves a, a very good run in the team, I think I would yes. 
be inclined to say put him in over Soyuncu, um, given his form. But you know, it's 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 a very tricky tricky situation for them players because they're going to get the burden past them when you're not a firm favourite or not a marquee signing or you're not a permanent Leicester player. This seems to be where fans of a general consensus just go to. Um, so, you know, it's just something that Leicester fans are going to, you know, Leicester are going to have to maybe realise in a summer that people are saying, oh, we, we should go and spend 50 million on Tarkovsky and, and we should go and get this player and that player. That's not actually the issue. The issue is we zone or mark from set pieces and it's utterly hopeless at it. And the players that we have on the bench are currently third choice, if we're being honest, in the likes of Bertrand and Bestergaard. And we're learning that, you know, when the service dries up, it's not just Vardy that doesn't see the ball. Because we say Vardy, oh, he doesn't get the service. He's not having a bad game. It's just not the service. But the same's not given to Harvey Barnes or Lutman when they don't get the ball or they're not seeing much of the ball. It's not they're not getting much of the service, so it's all right because they're not actually having a bad game. They're just seeing so little of it that they're struggling to impact the game. It's they had a bad game, didn't they? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we sat there, like we said, in 11th. Uh, it's not, not looking good. Um... And it's Napoli on Thursday. How are you feeling about that one? Dreadful. Yes. <laughs> short one word, I've never known you give a short as short as answer as that, Brad. You fooled me then. I know, right? Today's full of surprises. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just trying to bring up here, and I'll do it in a second. Um, but we've got a lot of games coming up um, in, uh, in 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 December. Um, and I'll just get rid of. I don't think Mancini would come to us, Rene. He, he's he's got Italy, and I don't think he turned down Italy to come to Leicester. To be honest with you, but after Why this, we've got Napoli on Thursday, Newcastle next. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm dreading Newcastle now. Then Spurs, Everton, and Liverpool in the Coca Cola before and the Coca Cola. The um, who is it these days? Caribou in the Caribou Cup. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Man City and Liverpool. I mean, like somebody said earlier, our season could be over by by the end of the month. Oh, uh, that just no, no, no. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do football anymore, Chris. You don't want don't to want watch. It. I don't want to do football anymore. I don't want to. I want to get off this ride because I've just looked at some fixtures and I've just got one, two, three, four, five. That's five defeats. Yes. You do get to feel like that, don't you? And I, I say that the, the, just the most confusing thing is that it, it was so good this time last year. That's what I can't get over. You know, and if we were there seventh, eighth, or something, you know, and 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 you know, just a bit below, I say, yeah, kind of, you know, we're standing water, but all you know, it literally is a completely different season, and you know, it's not, it's not taken us, you know, a couple of seasons to get here. It's happened within one season. Yeah, yeah, it has, and 
you got a love football. I've been saying it. I'm said it, and I'll say it again. But you don't bet you didn't think I'd be saying it in this tone from the start of the season to all you Foxes fans that have seen me and hear me say this a lot. Told you, told you to enjoy them good times and make the most of them. Told you, told you to enjoy it while it was going great. You Y'all did laughed at me. Y'all laughed at me. <laughs> Right, mate. I'm gonna let you go because you're having trouble with your Wi-Fi and what have you there. Thanks yeah, my amps, amps have started Christmas early, so the Wi-Fi is down. <laughs> oh God! Well, we've only, like I say, we've only got a small matter of uh, uh, Newcastle next in the league. So uh, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose to Eddie Howes and BTEC Brighton at Probably, probably. And of course, a small matter of a Napoli in between. Mate, have a good rest of the weekend. Go off and calm down and watch one man and his dog. That will soothe you. Oh, out. Mate. <laughs> okay, you mate. Mate. Thanks for having me on. Sorry, sorry about the issues I've had. And thanks hey, everybody joined. Thanks for everybody who's joined in. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's great to see you all commenting. Brilliant. Cheers, mate. Take care. Bye bye now. Take care. Bye. Thanks to Brad. Struggling on through all the uh, problems he's in having. Um, we're going to be back actually tomorrow night, um, <laughs> as God willing, at 7 o'clock with this. Trying to get a uh, Aston Villa fan to come on. You'd think they'd be queuing at the gates, wouldn't you? Um, let's just get a few more last comments in uh, before we go. Um, Luckman is terrible, says Lawrence. Good evening, Lawrence. Um, who was good today? Nobody was was outstanding, were they? I mean, on the BBC chart, which is voted for by Leicester fans, nobody got over a six. Uh, David says, if they can get Berardi, then get rid of Luckman. He's so much a better player. Watched him in Euros and he was class. Luckman was pure for all game long. I mean, like I say, one play is not going to change the whole outlook of everything. So... Um, Let's just let's just see what happens. Even Fulham got rid of Luckman. Uh, hi, Rich. How are you doing? Uh, it's a top defender we need. Um, I think they did, didn't they, Ant? Good evening, Ant. How are you? Have you calmed down or are you fuming as well? Uh, Fulham wanted to keep Luckman. Um, Sebastian... Yeah, somebody, Sebastian Honus from Hoffenheim in Germany. I mean, one player, like I say, I, I think the whole thing goes more than one player. You can't blame Luckman for today. There's only, if you're going to blame one person for today, his initials are BR. Maybe it should be BS. I don't know. Um, think of it this way. We had no real press down the right wing. The vast majority of the pressure came from Thomas and Barnes on left. Luckman is, is right like a spare part. Got getting used from him. Well, was he saying the same about Castagna? If you're saying that, that um, Thomas on the left was good, Castagna must be bad, and he's a Belgian international. Uh, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I do get where you're coming from. Um, we have for far. Yeah, when we've got these defenders back, but even when they come back, which will probably be, possibly be post Christmas, it's going to take them a month or two to. 
get back to any sort of decent form, let's be honest. Um, Dorco, we only need wingers who have someone tall enough to actually head in their crosses. Um, had my work work due walking home, had a few beers. <laughs> uh, don't blame me, mate. I'm going to have one in a minute. Have a side or three. Um, is Yuri transfer by Man United, Liverpool, Real Madrid and Barcelona? Uh, what about Ten Long? Um, you've got to say who all these play, all these managers come to us. Stay positive, we're going to win the Europa League. But wouldn't that just be like Leicester? Wouldn't that just be like Leicester? Um, I transfer this season of ruin our squad mentality. I, I, only because, only because possibly. I mean, you know, the same was said with, with, with um, the post championship winning side or Premier League winning side when uh, we brought, you know, Slomani uh, and Moose and all those players in. You know, you're bringing in more than one player and, you know, us as fans are screaming out for signings. We need to sign this player. We need to sign that player. Any signing that comes in can just change the dynamics of the group. Um, probably it's only me on this, but I can remember Newcastle when they were winning the league. Uh, well, they were leading in the league by nine points and um, they went and signed a Colombian. I can't remember his name. Uh, Asprilia. It was Kevin Keegan who was managing Newcastle and they were, they were leading Man United by about nine points or so and they brought Asprilia in as a transfer and after that, they were struggling for the rest of the season because they brought this big-named international player in and it upset the apple cart. So you can't win. You're shouting for players, but when they come in, you're complaining they upset the apple cart. Who'd be a manager? <laughs> Who would be a manager? I'll tell you what, I don't. I, don't, I haven't got the heart for it. I think I'd, I'd, I'd collapse after one day. Oh, going to be a busy week next week. Monday, like I say, 7 o'clock. Hopefully, we're going to get an Aston Villa fan on and do an opposition review. We haven't even done the November review yet with Ant and um, and the other Leicester, uh, Leicester fan. So, and, um, so I don't know when I'm going to fit that in. Tuesday, we've got the European review. We're going to have a Napoli fan on as well on the European review. 7 o'clock on Tuesday. 9 o'clock, X on the pitch with um, Julian Watts. It's going to be an interesting show because we're going to be rating all the team seasons and how they've done. Good, bad, ugly, etc. Uh, nine o'clock on the Wednesday, we've got the show, prediction show uh, and then the match post-match show 8.30 on Thursday, pre-match show on Friday and a little matter of Newcastle on Sunday. I'm a Leicester fan. I've been a Leicester fan all my life. I'm 61 in a few months' time. I should be used to this roller coaster, shouldn't I? I just can't get used to it. And 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 somebody said to me, they said, like, oh, you know, you are sounding like an Arsenal fan. You know, wobble your head here. Remember where you were sort of four or five years ago? Yes. And unfortunately, football fans were all the same. The more success we have, the more we want. And I know I do come across sounding like an, an Arsenal or Spurs or fan, like we need to be doing this and we should be doing this. It's easy to get drawn into it. <sighs> Don't know what to say now because I, I just, as I say, I'm not, I can't watch match of the day tonight, match of the day two. It really would pay me to watch that. Brendan, 
I love you to bits for what you've done for us. I still think you are the man to take us forward. I really do. But something has got to change. Whether it's your tactics, whether it's your training, whether it's for your formation, you need to look at this and you need to get things changed, Brendan. Because if you don't, you're going to lose the crowd very much. You really are. I will see you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Thanks to everybody that joined in tonight on the chat. I say, oh, we had as a the vote. We did have a vote. Uh, is Roger's time up at Leicester? 72% of you said it was. 28% said no. Roger's has still got plenty of time left. But 72% of you said Roger's time at Leicester is up. Interesting. See you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, guys. Thanks for joining in. Goodbye now. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news Come on, you foxes! Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.